Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Figments Podcast. This is Season 7, believe it or not, Episode 4. You count all of them. It's 279 episodes. I'm Craig. And my name is Britt. And Craig, we are joined tonight by one of our contributors. Everybody, please welcome back our good friend, Sean. Hello, everybody. And we are here tonight. The three of us are here to talk about wide receiver rankings for 2023. The cinch could not join us tonight. He had a prior engagement and next week is his birthday. So I don't know if we're going to have him next week either, but we're going to do our best. Yeah. Um, Cause next week's the big tight end kicker. I mean, defense that's the biggest episode of the season. Actually, I think it's the closest <laughs> thing we have to a lightning round in this <laughs> podcast, because it's literally who do you like a tight end too late? Because we try to fit it all into one episode. So, but I got ahead of ourselves. Let's begin where we always begin. Let's start with Sean. Sean, what are you drinking tonight? Well, you know, since the uh, pages have turned to August, and we all know that it's just gotten earlier and earlier, and it's now pumpkin season. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. (laughs) Pumpkin beer. Uh, So, in honor... I am drinking Carnival of Horrors Pumpkin Imperial Stout by Lone Pine in Portland, Maine. I have never had that. Wow. We were in Portland. Mm-hmm. We're going to Portland this fall. I know. We might have to go to this Lone Pine <laughs> place. I need, some, I need some research done. Does this Lone Pine place have a, a tasting room? I, I don't know. All right. You, you've been assigned this. <laughs> by next week, I want a full report. So oh. just to give you a little info, it is... Uh, a stout brewed with pumpkin pie filling, maple syrup, Wait. brown sugar, Wait, cinnamon, what? nutmeg, ginger, allspice, and vanilla. Nutmeg! <laughs> wait, Named wait, after wait. our state, or our state is named after nutmeg. Wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Did yeah. you say pumpkin pie filling? Oh yeah, I did. So is it? So is this a dessert beer? It or is, is it just kind of spicy? Like, you know. Can you think of a pumpkin beer off the top of my head? It is. It, I wouldn't obviously have it with any kind of food. It's it's just too sweet for that. But it's okay. not as sweet as you think it would be. Hmm. Hearing all that, hmm. it's actually got a nice little balance. I do still taste the like the coffee notes from from hmm. from, from a stout. Is, is it as sweet as Two Roads um, Italian Rainbow Cookie? Oh no. Jesus. No, definitely not that sweet. That's one okay. of the sweetest non-fruit beers I've ever had in my life. Yeah, I still have a can of it because it's I can't drink the whole thing. I like it, but I cannot drink an entire can of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Craig, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, so tonight I have another beer by Athletic. This is a red IPA. This is Sunset Stoke red IPA. Um, I I've enjoyed this one so far. It's one of their, you know, the rotating uh rotating beers but it's not one of the uh pilot program ones so if you've got it it actually has like a real label it's not just like writing on a can oh okay mm-hmm. um so yeah this has a little bit of a stone fruit in it and um some uh they actually mentioned something else in here uh subtle malt which i didn't get a lot of but i did get some of the stone fruit so, so, so yeah. you're on the wagon this week huh yeah, my allergies are just like kicking my ass. So, oh my god, right? They're just terrible. Thanks, global warming. 
<laughs> as soon as the freaking thunderstorm stopped and the humidity dropped here in Connecticut, all of a sudden it was like the plants were like, it's still spring, right? Yep. And then oh, if you're uh, if you're allergic to like dust and mold, which like damp weather, then that makes it even more fun. <laughs> yeah, there's no relief for you in that situation. I was watching no. the news the other day and they, they, they now because, you know, obviously allergies are so prevalent. They cover the major allergens in the air. Mm-hmm. And it was like the the day after we had a stretch here in Connecticut of uh, high heat and humidity. Nothing likes going on in Arizona and Texas. But listen, you chose to live in Arizona and Texas. You've already made a bunch of bad decisions. Um, <laughs> but here it was it was nasty and it broke. And they were like the main po- the main pollutants this today. Ready for this are grass and plantains. 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 Plantains, what? and I'm like, I don't know a single plantain tree in our entire freaking state. We are not the right climate to grow plantains. Ah, uh, no. I mean, you can eat them here, but you definitely don't know. I don't think you can grow them. Oh yes, there's there's <laughs> there's multiple cultures in this area that love plantains. My first job was bagging plantains for a grocery store. Mm, go for some fried ones right now. Yeah, I mean they're mm. del- yeah. I'm not never been a fan of, but I'm also not a big banana fan. But yes, I mean. I was just like plantains. That's that's new. <laughs> practice. Talk about <laughs> practice. I am drinking a get ready Avenue of the Pines from Ooh, Northway Brewing. Special delivery. Special delivery. Many thanks to one of my many secretive mules who just happened <laughs> to be in the Saratoga area this past weekend, and I said, I literally said to her, "Here's fifty dollars." as much Avenue of the Pines as this will buy shove <laughs> into your trunk. <laughs> and she couldn't get to Northway herself, but she, they stopped on their way out of town and they went to a package store and she said she walked to the sell- shelf and she saw one four pack. So she grabbed it. She walked to the front and said, do you have any more of this? <laughs> and he said, I've got one more four pack in the cooler. So she went and grabbed it and she looked at him and said, are you sure this is all you have? <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i appreciate the effort you, you went all out so i am very happy i have an avenue of the pines tonight so which is great because it's time to talk about wide receivers guys dun, dun, dun. probably sean's specialty in terms of uh fantasy awareness sean knows a lot about a lot but he seems to always come through really strongly on the wide receivers but before we get there <laughs> just like with our running backs i have an advanced data question for the two of you Uh uh-oh are you ready sure Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) of the wide receivers last year that had a minimum of 25 targets wide receivers only mind you only three guys caught double digit touchdowns Ooh. okay now, that, that's easy. If you just look up standard sets. Oh, I could just look up how many touchdowns that guy had. Okay, mm. that's easy. Yep. That's of easy those part. three guys, hmm. only one of them had a catch rate under 60%. Can you mm, tell me the really? one football player in 2022 who caught less than 60% of his targets and still managed to have double-digit touchdowns? And you each get three guesses alternating. Who wants to go first? Hmm. So, wide receiver who's who caught double-digit touchdowns, but less than sixty percent catch rate. Correct. Okay. All right. I'm trying to think of players and now, who caught double-digit touchdowns. Um, 
Regular season only. Regular season only receiver. We're not no tight ends, right? Just no tight ends. She's a okay. wide receiver. Um. All right. I'm going to go with because he was in the Super Bowl. I'm going to go with A.J. Brown. Okay, that is incorrect. A.J. Brown actually did have 11 touchdowns, but he caught 64.7% of his pass attempts. Okay. All right. Sean. Okay. I swear um, to God, if I find out either of you are looking up the three guys who had double-digit touchdowns just to make sure yeah. you can't lose this, I'll kill you. There was only three guys with double-digit touchdowns? Only three guys. There were yeah, four guys like... that mm. had nine. Mm. Oh, boo. <laughs> but only three of them got to double digits. Yeah, I'm I'm racking my brain because, you know, doing these uh, mock drafts and, and best balls, I look up, you know, you go to their pro, pro, profile, and it has right there how many touchdowns they had last year, and I'm trying to think. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm going to guess that, that Justin Jefferson was one of them, but I'm going to say he probably caught more than 60%. So... I'm gonna say who had a good stretch there. Uh, that drops only, balls a bit. It's only a 45 minute long show. So. All, right, all right, I'm gonna go with um, <laughs> CD Lamb. CD Lamb actually only caught nine touchdowns ah. last year, so he's not one of the triple. But his catch rate was 70.4 percent. Oh, jeez. Oh, all right, all right, all right. All right. Um, okay. Let's see. I'm looking at the list of receivers you sent us here. Uh, hmm. All right. I'm going to go with someone who, because I feel like I purposely never want to draft this person again. So I feel like it may be the right answer. He might be right here. I'm going to go with Stefan Diggs. <laughs> Stefan Diggs caught 11 oh, touchdowns. Uh, yeah. But 71.5% of his pass targets. Ooh. All right. That's strike two on Craig. And literally, you've named everybody but the guy who had double-digit touchdowns last year. <laughs> Don't look, because it just kills the, it kills the irony of it. You just... know, I want to go because I know he's stone hands, but I don't think he caught double-digit touchdowns. I don't think he had that good of a year. Go for the gusto. I, I'm going to just go ahead and do it. Mike Evans. Mike Evans is not even on this list. Okay. Get out. Okay. Mike Evitt? What? Oh, there he is. Well, because he he doesn't drop, he drops a lot of balls. He drops a lot of passes. Mike Evans caught six touchdowns last year. Uh, And Sean's right. Only 62.6% of his targets. mm -hmm. That's worse than DK Metcalf. And I always felt like DK Metcalf had a lot of drop passes last year. All right, so that's two strikes on each. You each have one last guess. Um, all right. Let me look this see here. I, you know, I don't think it's Hill. The funniest part of this is Sinch is going to be listening to this in his truck tomorrow and screaming the name. Oh, no, he's, he's, he's off. He's off. Maybe he won't, he won't yell. He'll be sitting in his backyard <laughs> with his dog and he'll be screaming the name at the phone. All right. All right. I'm going to go with the receiver I had last year. Now, you think I would say like Jamar Chase, but I don't think he caught more than 10 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's at least ten. So at least who 10. caught exactly ten would qualify. Oh, I'm gonna go with someone they tried to get the ball to a lot on his team. I'm gonna go with Devonte Adams. Devonte Adams is correct. Devonte hey. Adams caught mm. 14 touchdowns on 169 targets 
with 100 receptions for a catch rate of 59.2%. Wow. Wow. 169 targets. All right, so let me sort this list by targets. Okay. <laughs> the only person targeted more last year than Devontae Adams was Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson was targeted 10 more times, but ended up with almost 200, actually 293 more yards than Devontae Adams. And Devontae Adams had a better yards per reception. So when you say they forced the ball to Devontae Adams, you are dead right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 59.2. Let's see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort by yardage really quick. Again, using the fantasy points uh, data beta tool. All right, of the folks with the top 10 receiving yards, yeah, nobody else is under 60%. How far down do I have to go? Mm. I have to go to number 14, who is 1,100 yards for Garrett Wilson to find anybody else under 60%. He was 58.9% of mm. his targets caught. Hmm. So, Devontae Adams, he had, he had a he lot of bad quarterback play. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, think of those two teams. So the, the 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 lesson here is if Devontae Adams catches the ball, that's great. It's a better than ten percent chance it's going to be a touchdown. But he doesn't catch the ball four out of ten times. Right. Well, let's let's see what happens with Jimmy this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So with that being said, it is time, gentlemen, to move on to the wide receiver rankings. So I have in front of me the wide receiver composite rankings for those of you who are new to this system, Craig, myself, cinch and Sean all list out our picks in order for wide receiver. And then we use a just very basic algorithm to, uh, to, to figure out a, a, a consensus ranking. Uh, we invite the source to do this every year, every year, the source, what was his exact words on wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, Justin everybody Jamar. else is just a guy. Yeah. No, Jamar Chase. It was Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and everybody else. And everybody else, yeah. So, you know, we don't incorporate his numbers into this. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it would, it would skew with the numbers a little bit. Yeah, I, I think I think I think it's a good standing rule is if you can't give me ten names, you're Hello? not really doing a ranking. Yeah. So <laughs> So all right, so they have just seen these numbers in the last few minutes, and Sean is participating by phone tonight, so he can't see these numbers at all at the moment. So let's just go over the rank. Uh, Hello? Let's go. Hello? Yes? Hello? Hello? Did we lose you? You're still here. Uh-oh. He's gone. He's gone. Oh, no. He's gone. Laura, can you see what happened to Craig? <laughs> Thanks. Not Craig. I'm sorry. Sean. Oh, oh, he's back? He's back. Hello? 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 We're doing it live, folks. I'm not editing this out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what happened there. Well, we're we're on number twenty, DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> do, do, what, what were your thoughts on number twenty? You missed the first nineteen, and I'm not repeating them. <laughs> okay, let's go. All right, so that that joke landed like a thud. All right, anyway, uh, our top five are we are all on the same page about. Oh, and by the way, we do not discuss who ranked who where. We save that for the roundtables so that I can turn them all on on each other in a, a massive Thunderdome like blood sport. Our consensus number one is Justin Jefferson. Everybody has him at number one. I think, honestly, I'm just, we'll talk more. We'll talk in depth. Really, we won't talk in depth, but we'll talk about this briefly. The biggest thing hampering Justin Jefferson is the fact that Kirk Cousins is throwing him the football. <laughs> Does anybody else see any reason why Justin Jefferson, other than injury, shouldn't be good this year? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, their running game is going to change, but I don't think it's going to matter that too much for him and his stats. Sean? I mean, it would be the complimentary wide receivers, I think. Um, I mean, I know last year Thielen was there. Hawkinson was only there for the first, like, eight games. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, before he got traded, but, uh, I, I, it's gonna, I think, I mean, if you're double, triple teaming him because there's no one else to throw to, it's going to be difficult. That's um, fair. Interesting. Uh, that, so Addison has really got to, you know, the rookie has got to really step up here because I, they don't have very much else. And, and we don't have Addison very high. I actually dr- have drafted him in the Scott Fishbowl mirror way higher than we have him so um interesting factoid kirk cousins over the last five years as because he's been in minnesota for five full seasons now over the last five years if i said you had to average his total touchdowns what do you think he's averaging a year in passing touchdowns roughly um jefferson no Hmm. kirk cousins oh kirk cousins average yes uh, I'm going to say 30. No. 30? Sean? Uh, I'm going to go with the last how many years? Five. Five. I'm going to say 27. Well, that's oddly specific. 30. <laughs> There's He's a 30, averaging 30. The guru was talking about it today on his show. 30 touchdowns. Now, how many quarterbacks do you think in the National Football <laughs> League, and they didn't have an exact answer for this, but... Maybe Mahomes, because Mahomes had that one big year. He had the 50-plus year. Allen has been pretty consistent in the 25 to 35 range. Aaron Rodgers had that one really big year, but he's also faced a little bit of injury on the front end of that span. You know, it's so when you get down to it, Cousins is pretty serviceable. And if Cousins is serviceable, then Jefferson is dangerous. So... I, I, I sit here and I joke about how much I dislike Cousins, but Jefferson's a solid one. I think most people are going to have him at one. Mm-hmm. So, all right, rest of the top five. Jamar Chase at number two, because Craig is a homer. Number three no. is Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Shocking to me that Tyreek Hill was number three. One of us, and we'll find out the roundtable who, rated us out, rated him outside the top five, and he still made it to number three. Cooper Cup is number four, but while I said his name, he got injured. It's a Beetlejuice thing. If you say his name enough, he suffers an injury. And then yep. number five is the previously aforementioned Dom- Devontae Adams. So hmm. here's where I go with it. We all know that Justin Jefferson is the, the consensus one. But you got to take a wide out. And both uh, Chase, Hill, Cup, and Adams are all there. Sean, give me the one you want out of those four. Chase, Hill, Cup, or Adams? Uh, I'm definitely going to go with Chase. Even uh, with the Burrow <laughs> injury? Even with the Burrow injury, it's not going to be crazy. I know he's fallen in some best ball drafts. Oh, my God. Something happened. <laughs> but he's going to be fine. Um, I mean, I have more concern with Hill and Cup. Uh, Hill, because if Tua goes down, rah, who's throwing? Mike White. Um, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my boy. God. Is Mike White the backup there? Yeah. Yeah. Might be. And then Cooper Cup. I mean, he's already he's, injured. He's literally already injured. So, he his hamstring. So they just tweaked it while we were talking. And Devonte <laughs> Adams, 
I I I have concerns about his supporting cast. Uh, I mean, Jacoby Myers, eh. and then Garoppolo. I mean, come on. So definitely Jamar Chase. Craig, the one you want. And if you say Jamar Chase, I'm going to reach through this microphone and punch <clears> you. Well, I mean, then we should just skip me then. Okay. <laughs> so why, so you, why is the answer Jamar Chase? Let me rephrase my um, question. The same reason, if you look at the connection between him and Burrow and then compare that to, like Sean said, Hill, is Tua going to make it past week three? Nobody knows. So mm. that's a big concern. And like we just mentioned, Cup is literally already injured and we're not making that up. And then Devontae Adams has a new quarterback with, you know, and who knows how that's going to go. And he does have a rookie tight end there too. So I don't know. I like Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, I really thought he was going to stay in New England, but I don't know how he's going to be in Vegas. I don't know how he's going to be with Devontae Adams. So it's a, it's a lot of question marks, and I think Chase I, is the one that doesn't have a question mark. I think he's going to be really good in Vegas. That being said, my choice is Tyreek Hill because Hill has just shown he can work with anybody. Um, and I'm not, and again, this is presuming that Tyreek Hill does not go to prison because in the, <laughs> in the last week there was video surface that showed him clearly aggressing against a, I guess, a security guard in a marina. And the video is way more damning than the audio clip we had a couple years ago of him threatening his then-girlfriend uh, slash uh, mother of his children. You know, um, have you guys seen this video? Uh, yeah, I, I saw it. What is he it reaches with, uh, around... Chief, ex-chief players in videos. <laughs> yeah. yeah, seriously. He reaches around his bodyguard as they just pass this guy to take a swipe at him. It is clear. I, I don't care. It, and it doesn't look like they exchanged any words. It looked like Tyreek Hill was pissed off and he wanted to lash out. So he lashed out and then he came back for him. <sighs> Again, if Kareem Hunt just stays in the <laughs> hotel room. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Three things <laughs> I know. Tyreek Hill should have not swiped at that guy. Kareem Hunt should have stayed in the hotel room, and if Woody had gone straight to the police, <laughs> none of this would have ever happened. <laughs> that is true. That and is if you're true. old enough to know that reference, you're old as shit. <laughs> so Tyreek Hill's the one I like there, and I'm going to lead off the, the second part of the question is, which is the one are you avoiding? I'm avoiding Cooper Cup for exactly the reason. Every time I draft Cooper Cup, he gets injured badly. If I ignore Cooper Cup, he has a great year. And I just want the best for the guy. So I'm just going to avoid him this year and hope he stays healthy. I'm going to throw it back to Sean with this question. So which of those five, Chase, Hill, Cup, Adams, are you avoiding at all costs? Oh, man, I got to flip a coin between Cup and Adams because, I mean, I would. Ha I guess I'd, I'd go, I'd agree with you and Cup just because of the... The injury history just, is too much. He's just, he's been, yeah, the injury history has just been too much. When he's on the field, he's great. I mean... Last year, he he was on pace for like the fourth best receiving season ever, mm -hmm. and then he got hurt. So, Craig, really quick, who are you who are you avoiding at all costs? Um, I agree with the two of you. It's going to be Cooper Cup for those exact same reasons. Injury, the Rams are completely rebuilding, and Matt Stafford. So, well, I'll say this: in our live league that we're all in together, feel free to draft Cooper Cup because if you do, he's going to be fantastic. It's only when I pick him that bad <laughs> things happen. All right, so back to the listings. Number six is Stefan Diggs. Uh, One contributor rated him at 10th, and that's why he is so far down. We'll find out who in the roundtables. 
Number eight is AJ Brown. Um, yeah. Number nine is CD Lamb. Number ten is Garrett Wilson. Isn't Garrett Wilson already hurt? Uh, minor ankle injury. Uh, yeah, minor. Very minor. Okay. Uh, I'm going to finish off the top 15. Jalen Waddle comes in at number 11. Number 12 is T. Higgins. Number 13 is Chris Alave. Number 14 is Devontae Smith. And number 15 is DK Metcalf. So let me run down those 10 names again. And I'm looking for one guy you guys like to grab, say, third or fourth round if they fall that far. How and the far? list again. What's that? How far? Third or fourth round? No. Hello? I don't think any of them are falling that far. Hello? Wow. <laughs> well, you don't know about that. If you're in a running back heavy league, there's a pretty good mm. shot that yeah. somebody outside that top 15 is going to drop outside the third round. Or That's a 10 true. team league. Mm. Or a 10 team? Well, a 10 team yeah. league, yeah. Yeah. All right. So Stefan Diggs, <laughs> Amon Ross St. Brown, AJ Brown, CD Lamb, Garrett Wilson, Jalen Waddell, T. Higgs, Chris Olave. Devontae Smith or DK Metcalf, you can only target one. Who are you going for, Craig? Uh, my first choice would be AJ Brown. Okay, why? I think he's after last season, he showed the re- kind of receiver he could be, and he's on a they're gonna have a harder schedule this year, obviously, but I just think he has the right ability to keep it up. And you know did, did he change teams? No, he's still an Eagle. No. Oh, he's still an Eagle. That's right. For some, God, last year, he, he was a Tennessee Titan in 2021. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. I'm so, yeah, I have no concept of time either, so you're good. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, you're giving Tannehill a lot of credit no, here. Right? No, 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 no. <laughs> Sean, off that list, who do you like? Uh, to be different, I'll go uh, Stefan Diggs. I mean, I know he's angry at the organization and his usage and stuff like that, but in the end of the day, I think he just wants to win so bad he's going to do his be- the best, and... Uh, that he's gonna that offense is still very potent so you're gonna take digs over cd lamb um it's a toss-up to me I actually know, i know where to rank cd lamb yeah i know <laughs> i did rank him higher than, than digs um but i don't know it, it, i think it's just uh depending on the day it's a flip cost uh between them two so um right now today it's Diggs, maybe by draft day, it's CD Lamb if I had the choice of the two. If I remember correctly, when I asked for these to be in, was right in the middle of that Stefan Diggs might or might not it show might. up drama. So yeah, I think that might have dropped me down. So I, I have to give I have to give some grace there. Um, for me, I, I'm going to go against my own rankings too because I think Diggs is too easy an answer. I am intrigued to see what Amon Ross St. Brown does this year. Mm. Intrigued by it. It is going to be fantastic, or it is going to be nothing. But I, I just—he's had a full year with. Um, God, why am I drawing a blank on the quarterback there? Goff. Goff. That's right. It's Detroit. He's had a full year. Here's 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 what I'm gonna tell you right now. If you get Amon Ross St. Brown early, it, like <laughs> I mean, like you get him in the draft and you have him, you do not hesitate to trade him in week two, because he is going to light up the Kansas City Chiefs secondary. <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs uh, secondary is already based on voodoo. Okay, <laughs> there, there is there are fried chicken sacrifices, a la Major League, happening in that locker room before the game and at the half. And it's very possible that that game is twenty-one fourteen Chiefs 
But Amon Ross St. Brown has five catches for 110 yards and two touchdowns. Entirely possible. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Two years ago, I was telling you, take this guy as a late round flyer, and now he's the top 10 wide receiver. And he's got a great name. You just can't argue that. So, yeah, I mean, so so listen, if you go with the, the Amon Ross St. Brown route, don't hesitate to move him after week one because I don't know if he'll be great or not, but I think he'll be great against the Chiefs. He is probably, I don't even know what his salary is on DraftKings right now. It could be 15000 He's probably a value play. My my only my only concern is is he is his uh he's the only show in town except I mean Hawkinson is there. No, he's not. They're gonna. He's in Minnesota. He's in he's in Minnesota. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't even. They, know they have the rookie uh, tight end. Who yeah, I think that's just got what hurt. I, that's what I meant. God, so I messed it up before when I was talking about Minnesota. I'm getting it all confused. Oh my god. Pull up the depth chart because I need. But to... anyway. There is nobody there. Jamison Williams is the number two, and he's out for six weeks. And he hasn't played a snap yet. Well, hmm. <laughs> so my concern is my concern with him is being completely covered. Like two, maybe even three people on him, because who else they throw him? Laporta? The tight end? The rookie tight end? Well, Marvin maybe. Jones Jr. is there. Mm, yeah. Yeah, nice so little is, possession guy, I guess. So is Josh Reynolds. Oh, boy. Khalif Raymond. Ooh, yeah. And I didn't even know he was still in the league, but Denzel Mims is there. The rise of Mims will happen. The rise of Mims. <laughs> Denzel okay. Mims might be a sneaky Byron Pringle play this year. He might be. Uh -huh. He never, you know, he didn't work out in New York, and uh, maybe he'll work in Detroit. Maybe maybe that's the play for the opening night. It's maybe. Denzel Mims. Maybe. I mean, the tight end's already injured, so could be. The Chiefs can't cover two wide receivers, so if they go a three wide out set, one of them and Denzel catch it. Mims is out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't forget too that the biggest problem with the Detroit Lions is we are one bad hit away from the Nate Sudfield era. Is so he backup. Yes. <laughs> oh. And if anything bad happens to him, the third string is a guy named Hendon Hooker. Good name. Who's already listed as out. What's wrong yeah, with Hooker? He was he was injured in college. Um oh. so they he fell farther than he should have. A lot of people believe he is actually um like the fourth, third best quarterback in this, or maybe even the second best quarterback in this draft if he had stayed healthy. And his name is Hooker. So so um they the, the yeah, so they took a flyer on him, but he's he's not gonna he's not taking over the job soon Hendon hooker i love yes. that name it's a great name all right we gotta keep moving on this list because we're, we're way off schedule okay <laughs> so let's round out let's go to let's so talk about 16 through 25 number 16 is craig's cliff guy and that is debo samuel number 17 is amari cooper who's who is unknown why are you calling my phone you don't get answered <laughs> uh number 17 is amari cooper number 18 is keenan allen number 19 is drake london Maybe good, maybe not. Number 20 is DeAndre Hopkins, which was a large division in our team. We'll talk about that during the roundtable. 21 is Calvin Ridley. Number 22 is G.J. Moore. Number 23 is Jerry Judy. Number 24 is Christian Watson. And number 25 is Chris Godwin. So a bunch of, like, also-rans here. I just want to ask some people. I'm looking at 
a couple of guys who have been supposedly on the way up, for lack of a better term, like Cooper, Allen, Hopkins, Moore, Judy. These are all familiar names to this part of the list. Drake London and Christian Watson are new additions. Are you excited about Drake London or Christian Watson? And if so, why? Let's start with Craig. Out of those two, I think I would lean more towards Watson. Um, Love has been in Green Bay, so he knows their system. So I think, hopefully, he can just pick it up pretty quickly since he's been there so long. Uh, and so I think Watson has a good shot at uh, becoming a sneaky pick. Okay. Sean, London or Watson, who you got? Uh, I I am going to go... I'm going to go... He's just going to go. I mean, I like Watson's upside. I do. Drake London is definitely going to have just the ball fed to him so much. I mean, maybe so is Watson. Oof, it's a tough, tough choice. Is um, Drake London going to be the guy who has a 59% catch rate, though? Oh. I mean, I like. I think I like Jordan Love better as a quarterback than than Ritter. So for for redraft leagues, I go. I'll go uh, Watson. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So let's round out our top thirty. Number twenty six is Terry McLaurin. Everybody remember Terry McLaurin? I remember him. <laughs> Number twenty seven is Christian Kirk. Number twenty eight is Michael Pittman. Number twenty nine is Deontay Johnson. Number thirty is Tyler Lockett. Number thirty one is Traylon Burks. 32 is Brandon Ayuk. 33, we've got Mike Evans. And 34 is Mike Williams, which rounds out the Mike block. (laughs) Number 35 is George Pickens. When I look at this list, a couple of names jump out to me. Terry McLaurin, Michael Pittman, Deontay Johnson. These are guys, without having the numbers in front of me right now, we ranked as wide receiver one and twos potentially last year. Pittman was definitely in the top 12 last year. Deontay Johnson was probably right on the cusp of it. Now they're all the way down here in wide receiver three rank. Of those three guys, McLaurin, Pittman, or Johnson, who do you like to possibly rebound and become to outdo their rank right now? So McLaurin, Pittman, or Johnson, who's most likely to outdo their ranking right now, Sean? Um, <laughs> I don't, you know... If you to 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 answer the question about why they're down is just look who their quarterbacks are. That that was the um, question. I know, I know. I mean, you don't know what Richardson is in in the uh, Sam Howell in in Washington. Oh, I don't know. I Pickett Pickett's shown some upside, so I think I'm gonna go with Deontay Johnson here. Um, as most likely to outplay their current ranking. Yeah, I think so. I think he can reach that that in the top twenty four and be that wide receiver too. Craig, Craig, he just he just picked a stealer. I know he did. Isn't isn't that isn't that forbidden here? <laughs> and you know what? I mean, I mean, you know, Kenny Pickett has small hands. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like a carny. All right, so Craig, for you, McLaurin, who's the other guy? McLaurin, Pittman, or Johnson? Which one has the Best chance to outplay their their current uh, ranking. For for me, you know what? I'm gonna buy a ticket to the Eric Bieniemy show, and I'm gonna say Terry McLaurin. Wow! If he's if he's gonna prove he is an offensive mastermind, this is this is his chance to do it. So I got a bad feeling he's not gonna prove anything. I mean, there's <sighs> that that absolutely could happen. <laughs> but if it doesn't, I've had, 
I've had a lot of concerns about this for a while. Every time I was like, oh, I can't believe Bannaby's gotten another head coaching job. I'm like, yeah, he's playing with a guy who's a living legend who learned from a living legend himself. You know, I mean, people talk about the trees. Don't forget that Andy Reid fell off of the, oh my God, why am I, the Holmgren tree. So, you know, I mean, there's, there's these kinds of things that go back in time. But I just, I, I look at Doug Peterson when he left the Chiefs to become a head coach. And I feel like he was in a great different, very different place and a more experienced place than Eric Bieniemy. He was a Chiefs coach? I didn't know that. Peter, Peterson? Yeah, he was our offensive coordinator. Oh, how about that? Yes. Hmm. Yeah, he came, he came from the Chiefs before he went to the Eagles and then hmm. won a goddamn Super Bowl. You're welcome, <laughs> Philadelphia. So, so I'm not, I'm not, I want him to succeed, but I'm not sold on it. For me, it's Michael Pittman. I just, I think the guru nailed it this morning. He called Indianapolis last year annoying because (laughs) they'd be great in one area one week and then terrible the next, et cetera, et cetera. I, I think Pittman, as long as he stays healthy, has the best chance of those groups. So he called, he called, if I believe correctly, he called Pittman boring. Uh, 99 grabs, but only like yes, something yards or something like that. Yes, it was during a it was during the segment where they talked about players who were boring, but you might still want them. He mm-hmm. also talked about Kirk Cousins during that segment. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm like, on my mirror team for Scott Fishbowl, I have both Joe Burrow and Kirk Cousins. I'm happy. I am absolutely <laughs> fine with not, that combo. Not bad. Oh, yeah. so, not bad. All right, let's round out our top 40. Number 31, where did I leave off? 30 or 35? I was over 35, 35, George Pickens. 36 is Marquise Brown. 37 is Johan. How do you say Dotson's first name? Is it Johan? I have Jahan. Is it Jahan? Uh, Jahan. Jahan, okay. I've never said Dotson's first name. I've just always been like that Dotson guy from Washington. Okay. <laughs> Jordan Addison, Gabe Davis, and this guy, I'm going to be honest, I didn't recognize this name. I think Cinch ranked him Smith Najura. I did too. Uh, you did? Jackson Smith N- Najiba. All right, so so tell us about this kid. He's the he, he supposedly the the one of the very our best uh, college rookies coming out. So I wonder I don't know him. He's a rookie. I'm so bad with college exactly. players. Exactly. Uh, if 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 he gets the opportunity, I mean, I he's got to climb. You know, he's going to be the number three because you got Lockett and you've got, um, oh, my God, TK. So there you go. he's going to be the number <laughs> three out, yeah. there. And uh, it's just going to be if he can get enough volume, I think. So, I mean, he's a if he, so he, yes. So he oh. needs to, he's going to have to either no outplay Lockett or there, there's an injury. But if he, if he gets the opportunity, he, he can. He can definitely be up there. He's the third option on a Pete Carroll passing attack. Yeah, I know. The end. <laughs> but hey, they All have right, no so, running backs now, so you never know. <laughs> so we, before we move on to final thoughts here, we've just we've named 40 wideouts. There's obviously guys that you ranked or like that we didn't discuss. Can you think of one name we didn't discuss that you're like, you guys are going to regret not ranking this guy? And no, I'll open it to the floor to have a second to think <clears throat> about it. Not ranking the guy at all? Yes, he did or not appear in our top higher. 40. Okay. Huh. A name outside our top 40. <laughs> That's a good question. 
<laughs> I gotta, I, you know, I and I just thought this up. I'm doing this on the fly, so I don't, I, you know, for me, it's probably Zay Flowers. I think Zay Flowers is gonna have a decent year. Oh, your son Zay Flowers is gonna be good. No, I said he's gonna be our wide receiver three good, and I think he's worth of a late. He's worth a late round flyer. I did not say he would be good. Kadarius Tony is also in that category for me. Kadarius Tony, if I can get him in round thirteen or fourteen, I'm fine with it. <laughs> like he's my wide receiver five or six, way down on my depth chart. Because the guy gets hurt all the time, but he's also in the most prolific offense we've seen in the last decade. So something's got to give. So I wouldn't spend it. I wouldn't spend a decent pick for him. But if he's sitting in there, he might be my new. He might be my new Byron Pringle. I thought you said Mims is your new Byron Pringle. <laughs> well, for for daily he would be. Ah, yes. I, got, I got you. For season long, the guy I take like with the last round because he's just sitting there and you never know. Yeah, might be Kadarius Tony. Now again. That guy you take with the last pick, he's a great, brilliant pick until three guys get hurt week one and you go to the waiver wire and you're like, well, somebody's got to go. <laughs> you know, and so that's true. That's so what true. about let's go. Let's go to Craig. Craig, give me a name we haven't discussed that you're like, this guy could be, you, you know, know rosterable. I, I know you're not um, you're not big on them this year, but I think if he's there. You definitely want to look at Alan Lazard this year. We did not discuss Alan Lazard. He's following. He's following his quarterback, but uh, Hackett. I was going to say Buddy Hackett. <laughs> Hackett Nathaniel. Still, Nathaniel Hackett is their offensive coordinator now, so I think Lazard has a good shot. I mean, he's not going to outdo Garrett Wilson, but uh, well, is he? I mean, I mean, listen, question. listen. You, <laughs> with, with that particular quarterback, familiarity is key, right? That is true. You know, I mean, this is a guy who was like, you need to get me Randall Cobb back. No, throw to the other guys. No, I'm not going to throw to the other guys. You need to get me Randall Cobb back like three years ago. And he, so, threw, at, he threw to him. <laughs> yeah. Now, he, he targeted Randall Cobb 12 times for two receptions, but still, yes, he do, he <laughs> likes to target folks that he, he is familiar with. So I, I can see that. I can see that. Sean, a name we didn't talk about, but you're kind of interested to see what happens. I actually have two. Um, oh, I, I gave mean, too much time to think. They're they're actually <laughs> on, on they're on our list, but a little further down. They're after forty. Um, but uh, Cortland Sutton and uh, Elijah Moore are, are both guys that can definitely outplay their ADP. Um, you know, if if Sean Payton can fix Denver, Cortland Can't. Sutton's gonna be a big part of that. If uh, Deshaun Watson can get back to what he was before, you know, fondling uh, women in a in a in a massage hey, oh, parlor. Oh, oh, hey, oh. <laughs> oh hey. then, then, uh, uh, then Elijah Moore can be a very—he's a good receiver. Is he? I, I I believe so. He was good two years ago. He was the only so. guy on a bad team. Name any mm-hmm. other Jet receiver on that team. Two years ago, I don't know. That's but I can remember exactly. Berrios. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, okay. It's quite Berrios. <laughs> All right. So if you had to pick one, who do you like? If I had to pick one, I would probably go Sutton. Okay. Okay. So, gentlemen, we are just about out of time. Let's go to final thoughts. Sean, lead us off. What's your final thought on the wide receiver pool or this week, whatever 
float your boat? Um, <laughs> I, you know what it, it, what it is, is that you keep hearing about all these guys. Oh, they're having a great camp. They're having a great camp. They're having a great camp. But you know what? Yeah, you hope they're having a great camp because they're thrown against in, in no no pads and shorts and yeah no defense. <laughs> don't take too much stock in, into it. You know, I mean, don't don't <laughs> these guys are you know some guys raising an ADP because you know uh, they're oh, having a great camp. camp. Exactly, exactly. So everybody looks be, great until they get punched in the mouth. Just be cautious <laughs> of the great grading camp thing. I mean, yes. You know, there's things you got to pay attention to in, in training camp. Injuries, obviously. But but stuff like he's doing great in camp doesn't mean anything. And before before I throw to Craig, let me let me expand upon that. Don't buy into coach speak. Oh, yeah. Oh, tell us about Zay Flowers. Oh, Zay Flowers has come in here. He's done everything we've asked him to do. Um, he's going to be a big part of our offense this year. I mean... I mean, as long as that guy can stay healthy and stay on the field, I mean, I just see big things for him. And the next thing you know, his ADP is up 12 spots. There's four <laughs> articles on the internet about him. And you're just like, no, don't buy in the coach speak. So that goes along with the camp. It's part of the camp thing. All right, Craig, what's your final thought this week? Uh, my final thought this week about receivers is if you're targeting, let's say you're looking, you make like a little cheat sheet for yourself. And you're at your draft. And you're like, I need these two guys or my draft is over. Don't think that way because there are a ton of receivers. Mm -hmm. So if you miss the guy that you really, really wanted, don't let it like get to you and be like, Oh, my draft is over. Cause it's, it's not so good. I have. So my final thought um, is I was having a conversation with Sean on Saturday. Sean was listening to a fantasy football program on his way over to my house. And they were talking about different types of fantasy owners. And one mm -hmm. of them was the Hall of Famer, the guy who always takes guys they're familiar with because they trust them, even though they might be past their prime kind of thing. Don't fall into that trap. There is a lot of young talent in the wide receiver ranks. There are very few older veterans in the top 10 or 15, except for maybe Hill or Cup. Uh, I guess you consider Diggs a veteran at this point, but it's a young wide receiver has become a young man's game. So don't buy into the, um, the thought oh, yeah. that, Oh my God, I got to take Tyreek Hill because he's better than Jamar chase just because he's more experienced kind of thing. Yeah. I, that the whole, that used to be the year three rule, the year yeah. three breakout. That's not, a not anymore. anymore. Nope. It's not. It's rookie nope. in, in second yeah. year. Yeah. Nope. I mean, look at chase's rookie year. So, yeah, so, so you know, believe your metrics, follow your own advice, look at those kinds of things. Um, just as a last note, we have to uh, acknowledge this before we go off the air. Um, the Fignuts family had two losses this week. We lost a friend of the program. Our good friend Jeff passed away on Sunday after a brief illness. Um, often the, the times I would discuss the show with him, which was not frequently. He only listened to us once in a great while. And when I would discuss the show with him, he'd be like, you're dead wrong. Like about mm -hmm. anything we ever said did not make a difference. Uh, he was a big Eagles fan. If we said we love the Eagles, you're dead wrong about the Eagles. Um, he was the first <laughs> one to laugh at me when I the Eagles won 10 games last year and I bet on the Eagles to take the under. Um, so, uh, you know, Jeff, Jeff, rest in peace. Uh, we Good also you, lost. Jeff. Yeah, we also lost Pee Wee Herman. Which, you yeah. know, I didn't know Pee Wee personally. Uh -huh. 
What the hell was that? Was that Sean doing a peewee laugh? <laughs> that was. Okay. Was. <laughs> all right, it was, it was a good attempt. Good attempt. Yeah. Um, you know, for all all our flaws as humans, he was a very talented man, very talented man. And you know, I, I quickly saw people calling out, "Well, he got caught with child porn." Those charges were dropped. Guys, everybody's like, "Oh yeah, yeah just stop." He had one big scandal. He went to he, Florida, which is a mistake. He was a, and he was in an adult movie theater by himself. Like, yes. Like, yeah. Like, like <laughs> folks, in the 80s, that was a scandal. This is 2023. Get over it. Um, so, and, and my wife has always been a huge fan. We have to watch every year in this house. I can lower my voice because she hears me, I'll be killed. <laughs> we were required to watch on Christmas Eve the Pee Wee's Playhouse Christmas special. <laughs> It is required watching in this house. And part of the joke is that when he reads off the list of guest stars that are on the show, I call out whether or not they're dead. (laughs) Because more than half of them are dead. Like, what's that? They're not all dead now. No, no, no. 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 Let's see. Who's still alive? Magic Johnson. Uh, Is Cowboy Curtis in it? He is. And it's Samuel L. Jackson. Not Samuel L. Jackson. It's Lawrence Fishburne. Yes. Lawrence Fishburne, and he's still alive. Um, who else is it that's still alive? Katie Lang sings a song. Um, geez, who else is it that's still alive? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm just drawing a complete blank. Oh, the mailman was the woman who went on to play the captain on Law and Order. She's still alive. But like half of them are gone. Like Richard, uh, Little Richard is dead. Isn't Little Richard dead? Yes. I so Little mean, Richard's I gone. So. Dinah Shore's dead, but Whoopi Goldberg was on it. You know, she's still kicking. So I'm like, I'm like, can I, can I really, at the start of this, now that Pee Wee's dead, just point and yell dead, alive, dead, dead, alive. When they go down the list, it feels really callous. (laughs) But if I don't do it, I think my family's going to be disappointed. This is how they learn that celebrities die every year is I do this. So I can't, I won't be able to do that. But yes, that was a big loss. Okay, really quick before we go. Give me one thing Pee Wee Herman was in or did that was not Pee Wee's Playhouse or or Pee Wee's Big Adventure that you remember him from. Pee Wee or Paul? Pee Wee or Paul Rubens? I don't care. Same guy for the purpose of this conversation. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, of course. Oh, the best death ever. Oh, that was good. Yeah. Three minutes of death. Ah, oh, ah, oh. Um, What was that? He was in that Cheech and Chong movie. He was like he was in front, two of them. He was in the front. He was the front desk guy. <laughs> yeah, I think. And he wouldn't give smoking. them their luggage back. <laughs> I think that was yeah, still smoking, but I could right. be wrong. I think so. Um, he was like calling the police, and he's like, "I think they're Iranians." <laughs> he was he, for me. It, it's um, Mystery Men. Did oh, ever see Mystery? Oh, Man? that trying... fucking movie. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, we just had a nerve with <laughs> Apparently. The only thing wow. I remember about that movie after being dragged to it was the stupid scene where what's his name put watermelon on his feet. That is the only thing I remember. <laughs> well, Paul Rubens plays the spleen, <laughs> whose superpower is he can knock out people with his gas. Oh my uh, god. Okay. That I movie that, that movie okay, I'm just pulling it up real now. People in that movie, Ben Stiller, Paul Rubens, Janine Garofalo, uh-huh. Frank Kinnear, William H. Macy, Hank Azaria. Oh, God, I forgot yep. Hank Azaria was in that. <laughs> Jeffrey Rush was in it. <laughs> oh, my God. Kel Mitchell. Let's see. Who else was in this that we would know? Eddie Izzard. Artie Lang was in it. 
Dame Cook was in it. Michael Bay, the director. No shit, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> CeeLo Green was in it as an extra. He plays rapper number two. Like, there's a lot of people. Dana Gould. Wow, there's a lot of like B-list people in this, but yeah, I remember that's that's the movie. Other than other than oh, Tom Waits. Tom Waits, the singer, was in it too. Other than um, other than Buffy, that's the the movie I always and obviously Pee Wee's Big Adventure. That'll be the movie I remember him. Never forget Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Trivia buffs was the first score Danny Elfman ever wrote for a major motion picture, mm, and right. the first time what's his name was a director. Oh my god, why am I drawing a blank on him? Uh, ba- <laughs> the Batman guy, the original yes. Batman director. Uh, Edward Scissorhands, all the Beetlejuice. Oh, oh, you made uh, me forget. <laughs> you made me forget. Damn it, Tim the Burton. Hell? There you Tim go. Burton. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank Tim you. Burton's directorial debut in that movie, too. So yeah, it's it's funny. Really, last thing, and then we're gonna wrap up here. But you know, it, again, he was he was somebody we we talked about a lot in our house. Um, they used to do a live recasting, for lack of a better term, out in California once a year of Nightmare Before Christmas. And they would try to get as many of the cast members to come and do the songs live as possible. The last time Paul Rubens went was 2021. And he wore this ridiculous, silly red wig that basically covered his entire head. And then to find out that he battled cancer for six years. Was he wearing that wig because he didn't have any hair and he didn't want anybody to know? Mm. You know, those kinds of things you have to wonder after the fact. I'm like, I was watching that video the other day. I was like, holy crap, him wearing that wig suddenly makes sense. So, but you know what else would make sense? If you leave us a review, wherever you found us, because we're on so many podcast directories, we don't even keep track anymore. Please leave us a review. It'd really help us out. Uh, You can also reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you guys. We are on Twitter or X or Twitter X or Twix. Twix. Twix or Twix. Whatever yes. Elon Musk's industrial truth factory is called this week. We're on it. <laughs> I like Twix. And until he steals our handle, we are going to be at Fignuts DFS. Did you guys hear about that, by the way? He decided that at X was going to be the new handle, and he just took it from the guy who had X as his handle for like 12 years. Oh, good <laughs> I didn't hear that part. No. Like, seriously, throw him, throw him a gift or something. <laughs> compensate the guy it said you know what he got he got an email saying hey by the way we've taken away your username go get another one have a nice day hmm. so hmm. so uh, if you would like your username st- stolen please come and 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 twixt at us at fignuts dfs <laughs> you can also reach out to us on the on the facebook on the facebook god i sound like an 80 year old <laughs> are you on the facebook you can reach us on facebook we are the football <laughs> fignuts podcast on facebook and a beer went straight to my head and if you'd like to reach out to us directly, fignutsdfs at gmail.com. This time of year, we love to get questions in because I can save oh, them for the round questions. table. Oh, yeah. And then people draft can questions. argue. Yeah. You love questions? Yes, draft questions. Give it to me. Draft questions for, for Sean. So, all right, we will be back next week. Next week, guys, rest up. It's the most important episode of the year. It's like tight, tight end kicker defensive extravaganza. That's right. Party, party. Bring a lot of alcohol. And if we're done we'll early, it. which we will be, we can maybe do some draft strategy. We'll save that for the round table. We have never yeah. finished. We have ne- we have never done more than two minutes on defenses ever in the history of this podcast. Yeah. Never. Like, I, I, it, it just doesn't happen. So 
I, you know, we can dream. But <laughs> we appreciate you all listening. Until next week, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And I'm Sean. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Hi, Deb. Bye. Bye. <laughs>